Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. A couple of days ago, we started a brand new series on hacks to habit forming. And I've been pretty excited about this. We've actually started out with some great foundational pieces in discussing how habits are formed and kind of getting you to weigh out how you may have formed your habits in terms of the triggers that have set off that that have designed your habits. And, you know, maybe they're from your past, maybe they're present, you know, maybe they're things that you just forgot that you don't really need to attach to anymore. And so we're trying to kind of weigh all that out and create a, create a blueprint that will help you to release the bad habits and start applying the good habits in your life. We also touched on some neuroplasticity, some neurochemistry, and yesterday we were working on habit blockers. So I mentioned to you that many habit blockers may be causing us to keep or maintain or continue to be stuck in those habits that we want to get rid of, or they're blocking us from establishing new habits that will help us move forward into who we want to become. So we talked about addictions, unrealistic expectations, um, you know, possibly having too large a goal set for ourselves where we don't even feel like we can bite a piece off of it because it's just too overwhelming. We talked about having habits that are too complex or at least plans of action that are so complex that we don't even feel like we know where to get started about not being educated enough. And then I kind of ran out of time. So I'm picking up right there where I left off and I was discussing the fact that maybe we're not motivated enough. You know, and really motivation comes from having your why big enough. So if you don't feel something is important enough, you won't do it. It's just that simple. So just say, for example, and God forbid, but something happened to your family or to somebody you love dearly, and you had to start getting up at three or four o'clock in the morning to make sure that you were taking care of this person. Maybe you had to roll them over, or maybe you had to give them medications, you know, and I, and I hope that never happens to you, but let's just say that did happen to you. Would you be motivated to get up at that hour and take care of them? Absolutely you would. I mean, you would, you would do whatever it takes and you would learn a new habit of getting up at that hour. And that's exactly how it works. So you have to make your why big enough to be motivated to do it. And that's the reason why so often I talk about neuroplasticity and neurochemistry because I really want to inflate your why. I want you to understand what is happening happening to you internally in terms of, you know, being able to apply that on a day-to-day and realize, hey, you know what, if I don't figure out a way to do this, then I am only going to digress in terms of my health, my mental faculties, my ability to accomplish what I want to, and I'll never see my calling or my destiny come to fruition. So that's the reason I keep bringing that up. But there could also be other blockers like health issues, things you can't really necessarily help. I mean, health can sometimes be related to stress and to to the wrong neurochemistry and to the wrong neuroplasticity habits that have gotten you where you are. You know, and unfortunately, 85 to 90% of people that visit an MD, it is stress related. So there, there could be some really serious viability to what I just stated to you. But either way, no matter what it is, 
Health issues can be a huge blocker to us establishing our habits. So how can we begin to plot out a plan that can help us to get over those health issues and to get beyond it, okay? Or to be able to work within the means of whatever that might provide for us. So if, say, for example, you have a difficulty, you know, with your knees, then you've got to find some, maybe some exercises or some activity that you can do that is not involving the knees. And I can tell you right now, just from experience of working with other clients that had those kinds of issues, if you just Google it, (laughs) or you just go to YouTube and you type in, you know, physical exercises for people with knee problems, you will just, your screen will be flooded with ideas. So my point is, the information is out there, okay? And if you don't know somebody with knee problems, you can always find it online. We work with an information highway. And instead of allowing that to kind of cripple us in terms of the negativity out there, why not use it to a positive advantage to educate yourself, to do the research necessary and required, to be able to overcome whatever issues you're facing, no matter what they are. And then the final thing that I want to share with you in terms of habit blockers are inner vows. Now, I talked about inner vows in my book, and I mentioned it way back, over, I don't know, 150, 200 episodes ago, in terms of inner vows. And what an inner vow is basically is that we just, something happens to us when we're younger where, you know, we're put in a situation where we feel like, you know, whatever whatever decision was made for us or whatever happened to us, we just vowed it would never happen again and we would never allow it again. And then we just forget about it. But what happens is that inner vow just kind of grows into this huge neural network that now eschews our ability to think clearly. So now without even realizing it, we're making decisions that align with that inner vow that we made and we don't even know that's what we're doing. And the example that I used way back then is a a man who, you know, was absolutely prohibited from drinking soft drinks. They had no soft drinks in the house whatsoever. All of his friends had them, but he couldn't have them. So he made an inner vow. Well, when I grow up, I'm going to have all the soft drinks I want. I'm going to provide them for everybody. So he stocked his closets full of soft drinks whenever they went on sale. And anytime somebody came to his house, he would just almost forcibly encourage them to take a soft drink. And he'd drink it with every meal. Now, was this helping him? No, it was incredibly unhealthy. It was a bad habit, but he had so sworn to himself inside that he was going to do this, that it didn't matter that it was unhealthy and he just did it. And all of us may have some of those inner vows and we need to assess that. So those can be habit blockers as well. Well, I have run out of time again today, but I want to encourage you to think carefully about any of these habit blockers and how they might be blocking you and put them right next to that list that you've made of the good and bad habits so that you can begin to assess even further what it is that you need to do, what perceptions you need to change, what blueprint you need to form, whatever plans of action you need to put in place to really begin to release the bad habits and start doing the good habits. So it's Michelle Stavis, your journey to greatness and routine. Uh, Great having you on the podcast once again. Encourage you to share it with others who may be helped. Tomorrow, we are going to to jump into instantly optimizing your routines with science-backed tips and tricks. So please join us then. Have an amazing day.